Okay. I'm not going to touch it. Ew. <laughs> That's so corny. That's really corny. Oh my gosh. God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh it's my been God. a day. I don't want to say it's been a day because it really hasn't. You know? Actually, that was actually, it was a good day. It was a good time. Day four. <laughs> we can't complain because we don't know what's in front of us. Is that a reason to not be able to complain? Absolutely. In that case, we should never complain about anything. Well, maybe that's the good that's going to come out of this. I didn't turn my phone on. Where is your phone? Charging. I'll take my chances. Charging where? Right there. Will make it up? No. Hmm. Nobody calls me. <coughs> Famous last, last words. words. So my tendonitis is still acting up here and there. It's because you're throwing karate kicks. It's also because I'm not wearing my brace or taking the elite, which is what I need to do. And then you threw a karate kick. And then I threw a karate kick. So I'm going to do better tomorrow. Stop being fooled by six-year-olds and then thinking you can do shit. I know. I know. <laughs> threw a kick. And <laughs> I thought you were having a stroke. My hand is tingling. Am I having a heart attack? Am I dying? It was really weird. My leg felt completely fine until now. Now it hurts. Um, my hand felt weird. I showed it to you. It's vibrating. That was hunger. Oh, okay. Because you hadn't eaten that much today. Did I say eat it? You hadn't eaten. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm good. You've been asking me that off and on all day. You've seemed a little. something. No, today. Like, even your body language, you haven't seemed particularly comfortable. Um, I think that might be just weird sleep, but we're not going to do a whole conversation about sleep again. Um, well, I will ask how your sleep was last night, though. If it was better. Uh, one second. Um, it was somewhat better, but with the, with Cole. Yeah, he, he woke up. I did hear him. Wake so up. he woke up basically three times. I'm sorry. Oh, no, two times. I'm sorry. So one time was because he was itchy. Okay. So I had to get the cream for him and everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> the other time was because Maisie turned off the nightlight. She unplugged the, the ring light. Why? I don't know. I guess she thought he was asleep and the light. What was she doing up? She's a apparition at night. She pops up randomly. <laughs> and what was funny was she popped up. She like slammed her door closed, went to the bathroom, slammed that door closed, did all things. God. Cole was fine. Mm. Cut off that light and was like, fuck. Yeah. Like 20 minutes later. Yay. Okay. Right. So, but it's also because um, he's still adjusting to being of here. Of course. So, that part is that part. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to bed without tears and all I the things. That. So, that was helpful. I kind of thought he would just because it was a day. Can never tell. No, you can't. Because half of it is just because he doesn't want to go to sleep. It has nothing to do with being here or anything else. It just it is what it is. Uh, Maisie had a bit of a aha moment last night because she was like, "What happens when he goes to sleep? Like, is he okay?" And I said, "Sometimes he is. Sometimes it's a little emotional." And she said, "Does he cry?" I said, "Sometimes he does. Yeah." And she was like, "Oh man, I remember those days." And then she said, "Maybe I was in there for a while." And then, like, 20 minutes later, she's like, oh, he's probably asleep by now. 
and I came out to get some, her nebulizer. And when I went back in, she said, is he sleeping? I said, no. Shane is there, and he's rubbing her back, rubbing his back. And I saw a light go off. And, you know, six-year-old Maisie was getting her back rubbed mm-hmm. for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you're a kid, it stops happening without you really realizing it doesn't happen anymore. Mm. You don't really think about it. These motherfuckers stop rubbing my back. <laughs> and she's like, wait a second, ho. <laughs> Why am I not getting back rubs every night? So she was like, Mom, you used to do that for me. I said, I know I did. And now you're 12 and I don't have to. You also used to wet the bed quite a bit. You don't do that either. Cut that out. <laughs> Except. <laughs> she understands. Mm. She gets it. So we're on official lockdown now. Apparently. Well, it's been a suggestion from Governor Murphy. Mm-hmm. He actually doesn't have the, he does have the power, but they're not quite. That's an extreme to right. be like. Because how are you enforcing that? Right. And how are you forcing, you know, how do you know I'm not going to work? So when I, when I hear things like that, my first thought is, how does that work for black people? Mm-hmm. When it's nine o'clock and mm-hmm. I'm running back from doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I shudder to see how this is going to all work out. And I'm realizing that people are a lot more prepared than we are. Like, we managed to slide into all these for what really amounts to snacks. Right. (laughs) But, like, I was talking to a parent at Macy's school, and she's telling me all the things that they have. And I'm like, like, they are ready to bunker down, not hunker down. I told you, um... My friend hit me up and was like, uh, how are you guys doing? Are you all set for the apocalypse? I was like, yeah, yeah, we got all the stuff we needed and the things, snacks, blah, blah, drinks, food, blah, blah. How about you? It's like, he goes, in family of four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're good. We, I just got $400 worth of beef, $200 worth of whatever. Yeah. And we have but, a sack of potatoes and I feel like we're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I have a sack of potatoes I'm really excited about. Because I'm going to make mashed potatoes in a slow cooker. Ooh. That will last us one day. So. Yeah. It's still worth it. Um, What happens? How much food? How much food do we have? How long? If somebody sealed this door shut and we literally can't get out for anything, how long do we eat before it gets real dicey? Well, if you remember yesterday, I was asking if we had enough food to make it to the next food <laughs> delivery. Right. Which is. We- which is seven 10 days, days, seven days, eight from days, now. seven right. now, seven now. Yeah, I didn't order anything though. I thought you did. I didn't. Oh, then we're dead. Oh, okay. It's over. Well, there we have it. Mm. Um, <laughs> you're dead. We're dead. We're dead. See, look at you. That's what you get. That was way too loud. I didn't want to run that through. Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't know how long. I mean. It'll be a minute before Maisie and Cole start eating because they're not, they're still at the stage where they'll turn down things they don't want. Right. So they're not eating out of hunger quite yet. That will come. It's going to be a long time before either of them eat things they don't like because they're hungry. A long time. Hmm. But I don't know. So, yeah, and Cole's funny because he eats constantly. 
Well, that's so, because he eats carbs. Yeah. And carbs don't fill you up. So, you know, I'm going to have to be the mean, wicked stepmother, evil, wicked stepmother who helps him to eat protein. He loved you today, though. Eh. Easels and paint. Eh. I, you know, I know stepmothering. I know how it works. Mm-hmm. It lapses. <laughs> good days, not so good days. You just want to average out. That's all. Just want to average out. I think the best part of step parenting, um, I should say that I became a stepmom when I when uh, my daughter was three or four, somewhere around there, when her dad and I started dating. She is twenty two now. Uh, she will be twenty three on Friday, and she lives in L A now, which pains me to say. I miss her really a lot. But um, the best part of step parenting is teaching um, in a way that parent, bio parents don't always have the time or the patience to do. Um, and with her, that's no exception that I was able to learn a lot of stuff and teach her a lot of stuff without the pressures of the bio parent. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah, I'm curious to see what <clears throat> my stamp parentage will bring as a rookie. Um, I think you already know where it is. You know better where you stand as a step parent and what your boundaries are going to have to be and what your goals are going to be. You know all that already. You know much more of that than I do. With the six-year-old. I still feel like I'm flying <laughs> blind, And though. you will for the rest of your life. I've been flying blind as a step parent for 20 years. It never falls into place. It never makes sense. It's always changing. It's never static. You, you know how I like uncertainty. You love it. It makes my day. You love it. You love it so much. Um, I'd rather be me than you. I'd rather be Cole's stepmom than be her stepmom <laughs> any day of the week. <laughs> I am very sorry. Uh, we're doing all right. I just told him that. I'm just telling you. You're doing a good job. Eh, I'm not mad. I mean, you've had more things than I have. Yours are coming, though. I know. I know. Especially since you... I can see you're going to push his creativity more than I think his mother and I would mm. or are capable of doing, mm. at least in visually. Mm-hmm. And that's something he's interested in. And, you know, I wouldn't have occurred to me to buy him in, um, paint? To, huh? paint. No, not even the paint, the, um, the canvas. The canvas. Mm-hmm. That's how far removed I am from being artistic. I mm-hmm. can't even, <laughs> you don't even know what these goes. things are called. <laughs> Called the canvas. But, that, but the interesting thing is them. when you go into an art store, um, you don't say you should get this and you should get this and you should get this. Because when they walk in, they already know what they want. Mm-hmm. He's six. And he said, Do they have canvases here? I didn't suggest that. I don't yeah, I, that one got me. I was like, wait, okay. All right. So one thing I noticed about Sky and Maisie, and I'm sure Cole will be the same thing, is they love officialness. Mm-hmm. Like we might not have been able to get him to care about anything art worthy if we were at Staples, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know the Crayola <laughs> brand. <laughs> no, I can get that at school. Yeah, I'm straight. 
so but when he walked in he's like wait they got canvases here so somewhere along the line in the past three years he saw a canvas he wanted to do something on a canvas he knows that it's an official part of art and he wanted one mm-hmm. um, he may not have ever had the word close enough on his brain to say hey dad can you buy me a canvas right maybe not but put him in the space and all of a sudden he's like and then got the nerve to win a 10 by 17 canvas <laughs> <laughs> like nah, I'm not gonna what's the biggest canvas they got right um so you know but you never you just want them to yeah to have fun with it no between that and um the smoothies and the cooking and your minimal nerf expertise <laughs> I think you, you that's the one thing I won't do knock it out the park I'm not the nerf one I tried you didn't and now really. I'm definitively. <laughs> you well, really... I mean, I held it in my hand. I held a gun. I'm a gun. Remember that song? Oh, oh snap! I'm a gun. I thought that was awful. It... Nas, awful. Love the concept. Really do. Mm. Bad execution. Yeah. I'm a gun. I remember. Oh shit! How old was I at that I'm point? A gun. Yeah, we were all grown-ups when that song came out. Mm, I don't think I'm quite a grown-up because For I was sure. initially impressed by it. So I might not have been that much of I a... I mean, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. But you weren't... You were a grown-up. Maybe a young adult, but you were definitely a I was in my 20s. I was probably like 21, something like that. But yeah, um, he... Yeah, that wasn't... Actually, I was fine with the entire song, except for the very end. Because we already got it by then. So the whole big reveal of I'm a gun, oh shit, I'm a gun, it's like, I know, I got that like seven bars ago. That's like, um, what's the Kanye song where he's rapping about Chicago? Oh, yeah. And at the end he goes, if you ain't no, right. rapping about Chicago. Like, eh, yeah. yeah, we got it. Common did that too. Common had done that. Like, I met her. I mean, like, I think oh, hip-hop. Kanye. Yeah. Um, yeah, he used to love her. Yeah. About hip hop though. Yeah. Not about um, Chicago. But if I'm not mistaken, Kanye lifts those opening lines from I Used to Love Her. Um, or he, uh, somebody does. Um, she was windy, you know. Damn. Look how motherfuckers use a nigga. <sighs> Just use it for whatever the fuck they want. Ohio to Little Rock to Canarsie, living harshly, beat up and battered. They pull me out, I watch his niggas scattered, making me kill. I mean, like, who didn't know what he was talking about at this point? And my name is Smith and Wesson. <laughs> and I got bullets on my body. Fill me up with hollow heads. No, so can I just tell you how? Oh my god, I was I go kidding when I said I got bullets in me. He yeah. literally says hollow heads. Yes. That's why the end of this is just like. Oops. It's short. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Can I tell you something about It's Yours? Mm -hmm. From the time Easy was six until she was eight. Like, she still gets triggered when she hears It's Yours because I woke Mm -hmm. her up to that every morning and. I would say, Maisie, whose world is this? 
And she would have to say, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. When I tell you how much my child hated I'm thinking <laughs> I'm being like mama motivator. Right. And she hated it. I'm thinking you're going to reference the documentary. Well, no. But, I mean, when she saw the documentary, she was like, ah. <laughs> So she was not thrilled um, and not impressed with the doc at all. But anyway, um, when I talk about Nas, I feel like I have to apologize for being critical about anything he's ever done. Why? Like just talking about it's a gun. I, I need to be like, well, we do know he's the best thing ever. Um, because I worked at the source. Okay. And you don't talk about about Nas, Jay Z, or Wu Tang. Just an unofficial like no one <laughs> is gonna come into work one day and be like, you know what? Nas is really not that nigga. Like, no, you're just not. You can't be indifferent. You can't not know. I just always felt like. Nas was on it was like Jesus and you just don't speak against certain people in hip hop. I still think Nas's biggest problem has been his, He doesn't have any problems. His beat selection. Yeah, I can't get in the weeds with it. That's yeah. why I just steer on the side of he's the best thing ever. I, I don't it, feel like I'm qualified to say anything negative about him. I feel like if Rick Ross produced a Nas album, it'd mm-hmm. be amazing. So are you saying that Illmatic is not one of the best al- hip hop albums ever? Oh, it absolutely is. Hmm. But okay. he's made a dozen albums. Yes, yes. So there's that part. So Nas, if you're listening, you're the best thing ever. <laughs> and I don't like the end of I'm a Gun, but everything else you've ever done is amazing, including the nigger album that you couldn't call nigger. I will start pulling songs and have you defend them for an hour. But That'd be easy for me. Hmm. I have pretended for my entire career. You know what is a hot song right now, though? What? Guess what, bitch? <laughs> I can't believe I fell for that. Coronavirus! Mm, mm, mm. Shit is real! Shit is getting real! I, I, this real. makes me sad. Coronavirus! Oh my god. <laughs> and this is the part where Elmo is doing his thing. These are my little kids with their radio boomboxes in the street. I love them. Um, so there's a clip of this song being played in real De Janeiro, Brazil. I saw a clip for of real, it. For real, for real. Like in a club. In the club, yeah, I saw that. Which is sadly ironic. Yeah. I mean... Like you're literally getting warned that coronavirus is real. Not only that, but As just you're inhaling the, coronavirus. I, I, don't, I don't even think about that. I think about the money that he's losing because this is not on iTunes. And this is not on... It's not streaming. And he's not getting... Well, he can't. I know. Well, she just said... She just tweeted out or said on Instagram, like, damn it, I should have found you or whatever, because mm-hmm. we both could have got this money if he would have gotten licensing or whatever. I mean, that's, that's also one where if you play she your cards right. She said I sent you a DM. <laughs> right. But that's also one if you play your cards right, you get put on. Right. So yeah. I, I think that's the win. Like the idea that you're going to sell a particular thing. Or not. Or you just thing. get as much as you can in the moment and call it a day. One of my favorite uh, GIF, GIF to success streaming stories you can just say gif it's okay i'm gonna say both and you can't tell me what to say Mm -hmm. is uh the guy who redid the golden girls theme oh yeah um the way we would sing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm just gonna leave it at we and um 
is the person in this apartment who's supposed to be sleeping right now actually like ear pressed to the door listening? Because if I was a kid, this be some good eavesdropping. So no matter whether all, it's PG or not. Yesterday, yesterday. was a hot ass mess. <laughs> we got this six year old running around. Yeah. And, and we started off very, saying we're going to be PG 13. They're going to keep us PG today. We weren't? Not at all. No? No. We were talking about me masturbating before. Sex. You came home. Oh my God. You. <laughs> so. <laughs> but you didn't say that word. You said topping off or something. Pre-game. You said pre-game. So the show. And this is where I feel like you do blackout at this point. The show ends. With you asking if we're going to spoon tonight. No, I didn't. Yes. I didn't say that. I said that after we were done, done, done. Followed by, I'm going to teach you some tricks. The theme song is still playing. <laughs> the outro is still playing as you're saying this. Did you, did you cut that? Mm-hmm. Well, when I said teach you some tricks, I didn't mean teach you some new tricks. I meant show you some tricks that you already know or tricks that you've never actually seen. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Either but, way, you fell asleep. Again, that was her. So, yo, I, I, I don't know. know. I was faded. Washed. Completely washed and faded. Um, Thanks for putting me on blast, by the way. What? That you fell asleep? <laughs> I'm not saying you fell asleep during. That would be problematic. Ooh. It's. Anyway. Um, so the dude, he did a spur of the moment remix of Golden Girls. And I want to sing it, but in my head it starts off, show me that smile again. But that's Growing Pains. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the end. Something, 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 something for the bridge. <laughs> something, as something for the bridge. As long as we got each other, we got the world sitting right in our hands, rain or shine. I'm making up the words all the time. Making up all the words. We got each other, sharing the laughter and love. That's Robin. That Robin Thicke's dad is singing that. Mm-hmm. Alan Thicke. Mm-hmm. Is that his name, Alan Thicke? Yes. He's saying, show me that smile. Thank you for being afraid. Oh, 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 There yeah. we go. What happened to my dude? Oh, this site is trash. Um, trying to think of what his name is. And we started from the bottom of here. Great song. Um, the Golden Girls theme song has a great story behind it, but I'm not going to share it because I don't want to be like the trivia queen here. I think those people are really ignoring, annoying. I don't want to be her. So. Yeah. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Ooh. <laughs> 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 When he snatches the wig off. <laughs> so within 24 hours, my dude had this on iTunes. and Really? Yes. Don't know how, but he got it. Wow. Including the Golden Girls music, singing over it. Um, except he's singing over the... Uh, 
over the instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it. I don't know how, but that's he like, did it. Get. And um, for the rest of the time that it blew up, people were like, "Stream it, stream it, stream it! Don't play this. Stream it, stream it!" And they were streaming it. It's great, hmm. and it's rare to be able to make that switch over. I don't think this dude's gonna be able to do that. As a producer, he might be able to. We'll see. I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, I feel like the song's got legs. Coronavirus. It's in the clubs. It's gonna I mean, be playing as long as we're going through this. Which is how long if there exactly. was a if there was a Coachella or some festival, I could see Cardi coming out and then, <laughs> yeah, it's coming, y'all. Coronavirus. Good. And so, um, I love how he was like, "Hey, if this is how we all going out, at least we were laughing." Right. What you gonna do? This is is this how we're all going out? Day four. Uh, I don't know. Could you keep bringing up this million deaths in the yeah, U.S. prediction I, or? estimation maybe worldwide i don't know or worldwide either, either way. way it's not good <clears throat> you know um we were talking about the woman at aldi's who had her winter scarf around her mouth yeah. trying to figure out the best she could and i said something awful i said what is she doing why does she have a winter scarf around her mouth that's not gonna help her and you so helpfully reminded me that she was that wasn't even me that was your daughter oh did she mm-hmm Somebody said, "Well, what do you think she's trying to do?" No, you said she was. You were like, "Well, she's like 80, right. so what do you expect her to do?" Right. She shouldn't be out here at all. But obviously, you know, instead of me thinking, "Damn, I wish she didn't have to come out to go to the store," I was annoyed that she would have on oh, this no. scarf. <laughs> your daughter chimed in about check your privilege. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. and then talking about um some school you were looking at that only that, had Chromebooks. I'm not. I never said that. I'm not saying that here. Nope. I think Chromebooks are quite suitable for any kind of academic environment. You're like, not be, my daughter. And I'm like, and they will be fine. Chromebooks be fine. are fine. They'll be fine. Chromebooks are great. I bought my daughter a Chromebook, for God's sake. She never manages to have it, mm. but I bought her one. Um, This is much better. You like being laid across your... My fainting couch. Are you up on fainting couches? No. So during the Victorian era, uh, women would have small little couches like this in different parts of their homes. Rich women. Um, They wore their clothes really tight, sometimes cinched so much that they couldn't breathe. And they would often faint. It's part of your everyday life. So you have a couch specifically for fainting on. It's called a fainting couch. It's not for sitting. Did they have these in Africa? Probably. Sure. I mean, unless you think of Africa as a monolith of deserts and and, and jungles. I mean, it's uh, only one country. What are you talking about? Right. It is only one country. What were we, what were we looking at the other day that said um, the African coast? <laughs> that was a movie we were watching. Yeah. It was, oh, it was one uh, of the Marvels. Marvel. It was yeah. like, okay. It was a Chiron. Like, the African <laughs> coast. This is where you're, we are now. <laughs> one of the 12,000 African coasts. Um, it reminds me of the moment that we had one of the many that let me know we belong together, but this one more than others. Do you know what I'm about to say? Dunkin' Donuts? Madagascar. Oh. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, shoot. Ah, yes. I'm scrolling through makeup tutorials on YouTube. 
because that's the thing I'm gonna make my thing if I can ever get to a place where there's makeup again. Not ever. slathering my hair with purple stuff. I'm gonna do that too. Um, is it still purple? Have you mm-hmm. washed it? I haven't touched it. It just faded away. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna do something a little bit brighter next time. Anyway. Uh, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see this woman doing a tutorial that doesn't seem to make sense to me because she's drawing a huge shape across almost her entire face with a brow pencil, I guess, uh, or eyeliner pencil. And then I see she's going to decorate her face with half of her face decorated as the, as the continent of the country, the continent of Africa. And so I show it to you. And say, look, she's going to make this all Africa. And you say, in that voice (laughs) and countenance that makes me think of 10-year-old you, you say, well, I know what she's not going to (laughs) do on her face. Which you, but you knew. (laughs) You knew. And I said, you mean put Madagascar on it? And you said, yep. And for a moment. I felt like, yeah, we just know. And then I ran it all back with someone else being in the room, anyone else, my kid, his kid, my mom, my friends, Kenny Miles, anybody, anybody in the room that heard that conversation, they wouldn't want to be our friend anymore. So except the Madagascar thing is sort of a running thing online when with all this Pan-African art mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They always say, well, where's Madagascar? Yeah, because it's never Neither is Cape Verde. Cape Verde should be there, too. Madagascar is not the only island off the coast of Africa that is a part of Africa. So, and Cape Verde is a ton of islands. So, I don't get it. But either way, for you to drop that and for me to even know what you were talking about, it's pretty annoying. I was annoyed for people who weren't here i was annoyed for them for the people that were not in the room but could have been i mean you gotta you gotta add madagascar this is how it goes except you don't she was doing makeup on her face it was really well done too yeah it was kind of amazing it was really great don't do that don't do that no not even just for fun just to do it for the gram say look at this so here's the problem with doing that there's going to be some folks who will laugh like, oh, you. <laughs> and then there's going to be folks who will tell you how amazing it is and how you want you, they want you to do it for them. And yeah. you're going to be, I feel like you're going to be slightly disappointed. It's like hmm. the, the whole tap detection test. What? Whether or not you'll recreate the map of Africa sans Madagascar <laughs> on someone's face? Just, uh, I'm not, actually, no, I'm not even going to do the whole. Yeah. I would try it just as a way. I mean, it was a makeup tutorial. So sometimes they make makeup tutorials that you're not even meant to leave the house in. Mm-hmm. Just a way to show you other ways to do your makeup. Right. Like maybe some off it's the like wall couture. eyelashes. Yeah, it's like couture. Um, I want to do, I want to learn how to do makeup. I'm really nervous. Like yep. for real. I'm just nervous about all this. I'm nervous about keeping up with work because I'm act. it feels like coronavirus. <laughs> like we're all on vacation and I, we're not. I really want to go to the gym, but I'm afraid. You're not going to that gym? No. Kidding? Growing up. <laughs> you can't go to the gym. I see people going in and out all the time. It seems like it's getting more crowded because people are probably working from home now. Mm. 
You're not going to the gym. Sorry. You better get some YouTube videos popping. I heard, um, what's we call it's got all his videos above his paywall. Who? In front of his paywall. In front. The one that um, sort of became a trope. There's an initial in his name. I guess mm. that's not helpful. You no. definitely know him. Black dude. Sean? Oh, yeah. Sean Teagues. Yeah. I think it was just Sean Teague. Sean Teague. Sean Teague, right. So I think I hear that you can see a lot of his stuff on YouTube. And that's about. I'm going to bring Tybo back. I'm sure Billy you can Blanks probably on. do that too. Billy Blanks is still doing things. I don't know if he's still doing things. Billy Blanks is still a thing. I don't know about that. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Just now the kid says, can you please check your Spotify? Because we used to share a Spotify account. And then I finally was like, there's nothing like being in a moment with your Spotify playing. And then out of nowhere, it flips to Selena Gomez or Britney Spears mm-hmm. or whatever. Because For me, she it's is, flipping to the Trolls soundtrack. Right. Because she's at her dad's right. and my Spotify just got hijacked. So I kicked her off and told her to get her own. And she did. But she has many, many, many playlists going back to like seven years old on my mm-hmm. account. So she just said, can you check and see if you have any of my old, old playlists? All you have there? to do is make them public so she can follow them. And make them public so I can... Can I finish talking? My bad. Or share them directly with her so they're not public, but mm-hmm. she can still, sh- you know, whatever. So I just checked my phone mm-hmm. and they're all there. But I want to tell her that they're not there. Because I don't want her playing these horrible <laughs> songs <laughs> from when she was seven. We would have to go through a full week of her catching up on. Now, we wouldn't have listened to water parks. So there's that. But I promise you, once these get going, and this is her how, Miley Cyrus and this, loving self. And this is how she gets another AirPods charger. <sighs> exactly. Because <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I just took a quick look. I'm like, oh, hell no. So Cole is different in that he doesn't have a ton of playlists because mm-hmm. he only wants to listen to mm-hmm. one song at a time for an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at one point it was Uptown Funk oh God. for about four or five months. Did you say four or five months? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little longer. Then there was all of the Troll soundtrack and all of the Sing soundtrack. Sing soundtrack was good time yes mm-hmm. the first time yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time not many good times then last summer he kept asking me to play kiki Ooh, also a good time i can zone that out one, to that so we're, we were getting to a point where he was catching up to something i could almost tolerate right. listening to for a month yeah or mm-hmm. several months at mm-hmm. a time my favorite moment was we're in the car I think he's four, four or five. And he says, can you play Michael Jackson? Mm. So I flipped mm. to Spotify, Michael Jackson, hit shuffle. I think Remember the Time was the first thing he came mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, daddy, old Michael. Mm-hmm. So I play off the wall. He's like, yep, that's yeah, it. That's Thank it. you. It's like, all right, I'm doing something doing right. Something I'm, right. I'm, we're getting it. We're, we're figuring it out. Doing something right. Although, Remember the Time is a good time, too. It is. So the Sing soundtrack has this song on it that really hits me in my feels. 
um, it's a remake of a Stevie Wonder song. Can't think of the young lady's name, but it's Don't You Worry About a Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that hoe could go. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. She could go. Um, you ever heard people say that? Old black women? Mm, probably. It's a compliment. I'm aware. Usually, I'm trying to break down in my head what terms I've I've only ever heard about creative endeavors. Usually singing. Maybe cooking? Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly is so slept on. And in general, I hate people who say that. Like, I, ha- I hate even the concept. But this bitch, bad. This is not it. This is good too, but it's not as good as good. This is one of the few songs that goes as hard as the original. Don't tell Stevie I said it. (laughs) He's listening. Good movie too. Yeah, it's a good movie. We had a point where it was Trolls, this, and uh, Moana was our triple play. Good times, too. So, once I asked my daughter to sing something for me, which you can't do. I mean, you've been around long enough to know. You can't. You're just not doing nothing yet. Paint a picture for me. Not happening. Unless unless we're recording a podcast, you sing three words, and then she goes off. Of course, totally different song, by the way. Yes, of course. Um, But I can't ever. I always tell her that I want her to sing. What's the song to? I've been here before. Days on the Blue. I've been, I can feel this for sure. I've been here before. So um, that's one of my favorite songs. Also, get to know the Hers, mine, her dad, anyway. Um, but I tell her all the time because I really do want her to. And it's perfectly suited for her voice. I don't know what the words are for that. Tone? Uh, timber? Nope. What do you... Key? It's in the right key? Um, but she could sing it. I know she would do it. Sounds like nine minutes long. <laughs> the people would be sing this and then put me in the ground. That's it. So, that reminds me of my wedding. Um... It's time for all the perception. It's time for all the dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's time for me to dance with my mother. So, of course, we select. What? What? Mama. What is it, man? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That song's like 15 minutes long. <laughs> so, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking the DJ has enough sense. To just play it out play at 32 minutes. Yeah. You're the, kidding me. You really one, let that song go winch out? This wench played... 
the whole song. Mama and I just looked at each other and walked off after like four minutes of just two stepping. Oh my god. Like, how you. No, no. I didn't do the dances. No. None of the dances. My mom was not happy about that. But I just. That kind of forced intimacy does not work well for me. Um, so. My then husband was going to do the dance with his mom, but you can't have that if I'm not doing the dance with my dad. Mm. And I wasn't doing that. So there's that. You're just so stubborn. I mean, do you really want to go there? Is that, do we do that here? What? Do we talk about why my dad doesn't get a father-daughter dance? Is that, that's the thing you want? Because mm. I can't. Lay it right down at your feet. Maybe not right now. Okay. Okay. So tell me a song that like makes you want to cry because it gets you in the feels. Because this song makes you want to cry. Oh, I mean, hmm. I have more of a comical story for that, but I can't. I can't think of a song that actually makes me want to do that. Maybe not actually, but like mm. just. Hit you in the feels. Um, I could put my entire post-divorce playlist. <laughs> oh my god, that hit me in the feels, and I wasn't divorced from her. <laughs> Jesus, your divorce, your post-divorce playlist was like tragedy. <laughs> of this song, she ain't gonna start singing until twenty minutes in, so you can just do whatever you want with that. Um, but now you can't. I'm young and I'm old. I'm rich and I'm poor I feel like I've been on this earth Many times before Once I was a white gazelle A white gazelle? On, horse on a horseback <laughs> How are you a gazelle? <laughs> on a horse's back <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug Once I was a white gazelle on a horseback riding free. Is a, isn't a gazelle like a horse? What's a gazelle? Like a deer? Yeah. <laughs> what was I singing when um, Molly went away? <laughs> <laughs> that was um, Brian McKnight. Mm-hmm. One Last Cry? Yes. <laughs> One Last Cry gets me in the fields too. So anyway, I want Maisie to sing this when I die. All right. So, so funny story. Jesus. And <laughs> <laughs> so you have to picture what year is this? Ninety six. Ninety six. All right. About. If I had to guess. So. I'm growing up in the rough and tumble Bronx. Yep. And yep. And it's um, my boy O, Jules, and David. We spent like every day during the summer together, mm-hmm. playing spades, all this other stuff. And somehow or other, me, O, and David had crushes on three different girls. And Did they all have the same name? Were they all Monica? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh God, please don't do that. Sure. Um, 
God, this song. It's bad. <laughs> so somehow or other, all favorite crushes did not pan out. Um, Who was yours? Mine was. God, I barely remember that. I can't remember which girl it was in this point. Um, oh no! Actually, Did you give her actually, your no, best no, to her? It, it might have been David's cousin, actually. Um, God, I hope she's not listening. So, all three of us are miserable, and we got this goofy little boombox in front of his house. I think David played this fucking song, and it's like, and neither one of you look at him like, "Yo, my nigga, what are you doing?" No, worse. We all <laughs> start crying. <laughs> now, mind you, it got so bad that Jules, who doesn't have a crush on anybody, is crying too. Is crying too. <laughs> I think I think we swore never to mention that again. And here we are. And here we are, twenty-some years later. That's what happened. Though. This song is hard. Okay, so my version of that, what you just said, is actually another Brian McKnight song, which I can't listen to, but for the... Well, you know what play So it's really weird, but you know how you listen to songs and... Okay, so I'm interviewing Lil Wayne, as all these stories Wait. go. <laughs> Wait. So you have a Lil Wayne story I that do. brings this in Brian I do, this is a Lil Wayne Knight. story. I mean, I yes, I do. So we're talking um, about parenting and just all kinds of stuff, not music related, because he's, he's sitting on an album that's not coming out. I guess it's the Carter 89. I don't know. Is this why you're in the Lambo? No, that was when he was 15. Okay. This is grown up a little Wayne. Gotcha. And this is a story for King Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're talking about just anything but an album because he doesn't have one coming out. And it was sort of like, if Aaliyah can get Lil Wayne, then get him. And I literally had his number in my phone was like, I'll call him. And he answered, and I was like, let's talk. He's like, okay. So uh, towards the end, I said, you know, what are you listening to? What's in your playlist? What you always ask. And he was like, I'm not listening to hip hop right now because it's just all whack. You know, meanwhile, Jay Z just put out like American right. Gangster or whatever. I feel like every rapper says it's all yeah, whack. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, except Jay. Jay won't say that. Mm. Um, he'll actually tell you what's out and tell you what he likes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay-Z is also known for telling reporters who he likes and asking them not to say he liked them. Because, why? because sometimes it can oh, be soft. just... Uh, Whatever. Sometimes it can be a coronation that um, oh. is not necessary yet. Right. Like, for example, he was up on and very supportive and really loving, um, whatchamacallit, prior to him really getting big. Um, yeah. No. Jesus. I just passed away last year. Oh, um, Nipsey. Yes. So, you know, he counseled him and talked to him. Didn't want to coordinate him. Um, for reasons that kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Jay-Z gave you the cosign, so whatever. So he's been known to tell people, tell reporters he likes this one, this one, this one. Go listen to this person's music. Go listen to this person's SoundCloud or whatever, but doesn't want them banging down his door like I want to deal right. or whatever. Um, so Wayne says he's not listening to any hip hop. And I said, well, what are you listening to? He's like, I'm listening to the same song on repeat. Brian McKnight. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And the song is called, 
back Wouldn't at that one. Be tragic. No, it's much more recent. Oh, I'm wrong. Sorry, I just ruined the whole thing. It's not Brian McKnight. It's the boy with the curly hair who used to be married to Halle Berry, and then he had to go to sex rehab because he cheated on her, and then she divorced him, and now he's married to Prince's ex-wife. I don't know. Don't know. Eric Benet. Oh. It's Eric Benet, and the song has become his signature song. He literally sings it. I've seen him like four times, and every single time, including last year, this is the last song he sings. Um, Sometimes I Cry. Oh, the song. God. That's on my playlist. <laughs> oh, God. And Lil Wayne said, is his name still Lil Wayne? No. Is yeah, he just Wayne? Is. No, I think Wayne. it's still Lil Wayne. Still Lil Wayne. Usually you drop the Lil. Romeo and, and uh, Bow Wow, they dropped their Lil, and Wayne kept his. This shit right here. Yeah. Right here. What? What? So he said, I'm listening to that on repeat. It's my life. I don't know what he was doing looking in my window, but this is me all day. This song, as a dude, if you're going through any kind of heartbreak, it's. Don't listen to it or listen to it. This is getting stabbed in the stomach and then twisting the knife. It's just. If it relates to you. Yeah. Like, I'm a woman, so technically this didn't relate to me, mm-hmm. but it did. And I, it was bad. Me and this song were not a good time. No, this And is, I couldn't not listen to it. I was like, no. just don't listen to it. It's, a, it's, it's sadistic. This song is so sadistic. I remember the first couple times I heard it, I just kind of like was into his sound. I wasn't really listening to the words. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I didn't connect the words to the chorus. So that's what makes it worse, because if he just hummed this, right, the spirit of the song would, would still, still make you cry, right? Yes. So he's like, "I'm doing okay. I'm glad you're doing okay. I can live my life without praying that we'll make up." Which is and a you're lie. Like, but, yes. it's all, but it's all a lie. Yes. I'm moving on. I'm feeling strong inside. By the way. Yes. Sometimes I cry. But. That's not the bad part. Because we all going to cry mm-hmm. as we're moving on. Mm-hmm. When I'm alone, I cry. Right. I heard you're moving in with someone new. I hope it works out. I moved on too. Mm-hmm. The bitch is here right now. <laughs> we fucking regularly. She'll make love like you do. And it hurts when I lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I want to be. Wait. Do I want to be the girl he's like? Here's a better question. Is he dating somebody as he's writing this? Oh, you mean in real life? Yeah. For sure. What is that like? This is just, I'm just trying to get a check, baby. I swear. That's I swear. All. This is not really you. Hallie, take me back. Hallie. This is about Hallie. Wiley believed. Um, he was married when this song came out. So. Right. Well, if, I remember when um, Jay dropped four at 44, mm-hmm. there was um, almost went Eric Benet. That yeah. line. Mm-hmm. And he had to come out and was like, I'm, Why you guys put me in this? No, he, he tweeted like something to the effect of, um, I got the best woman in the world. I'm fine. Right. Yeah. Don't worry about being Eric Benet. Right. And everybody was like, mm-hmm. Except, Except you get the joke, don't yeah. Which was sort of mean. If I was in the studio, I'd be like, Jay, nah, don't say I almost went Eric Benet. <laughs> Although it, you know, it works. It works. It works. It works. But that song is really so. The 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 thing about that song that I realized later is that 
towards the end, he literally starts begging. Mm-hmm. But that's just in the ad lib part. That's not in the verse. But when the verses and the chorus are gone, he just starts saying, please come back to me. Please, please, I'm begging you. And it's like, but damn, dude, you, you know you got a girl, right? Like, you just was talking about hurting when you lie to her. Like, everything gets stripped down. Everything he says about my parents are telling me I'm okay. And I'm waking up every morning and I'm doing well. All of that shit goes out the window at the end of that song. He throws it all out. It's just like, nope, I'm those, lying. Them high notes just digging in my soul. You know what album I didn't get until my divorce? Hmm. 808s and Heartbreak. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, it's, it's an album. It's a thing that exists. All right, yeah. it's fine, it's fine. You needed to know. Yo. You needed to feel it. Have you ever had a song that felt like you then no longer fit you? Hmm. Like, for example, sometimes I cry. Um, it fit me at one point in my life. It doesn't fit me now. I can listen to it as a song and respect his songiness, but it doesn't, it's not me. So I think there's a point where it's no longer you, but it still hits a certain way. Like, it's never not going to hit you a certain way. And it never goes back to just being a regular old song, I don't think. Not you ever for me hear anyway. a song that you know someone that reminds someone of you? Mm. I'm I'm so focused on my own <laughs> pain. <laughs> on your own pain? That you can't bother? Yeah, no. You don't even, like, songs where you're like, ew, somebody could be. Not like they are thinking about you, but songs that fit someone. That fit you. I don't, I don't know. I can't, yeah, I don't know. I remember um, when Lemonade dropped. Mm-hmm. I, it was my first couple of months of being on my own. And I watched the whole thing and I listened to the whole thing. And I thought every single song was one that my ex could sing about mm-hmm. me. Every single one. Right. I felt like I'm the person you talk about when you're singing these songs and strangely enough if i listen to it today i either know full well that it's not me or mm-hmm. it's him and right. not me right which is weird because it was this like album full of anger and rage and at that time in my life i felt like that was being directed toward me or should be directed toward me mm-hmm. not was directed toward me and now i feel so differently it's weird how music can do that. Mm-hmm. So the song that used to crush me every time it would come on mm-hmm. um, in the midst of the divorce or anything else. A little ironic. So, this, was, this, this was like a This dagger. would kill me. Why? Was that like a thing for you guys when you were together? No. Just the fact that it was not. So actually what ends up happening is a little bit I'm coming out the realm of mourning the marriage and all the other stuff and everything else mm-hmm. by this point I'm just like I'm feeling like lonely as fuck right and I wanted somebody to feel this Aww. way about me that's what I was just asking you I was saying you ever hear a song and be like somebody well no but that was a problem someone. nobody was thinking about me that was a problem yeah this was this was rough did you feel like it, someone had do you feel like anyone has ever felt that way about you? Um, yeah. Because it's pretty intense love right here. Mm-hmm. Whoa. She shot this video here in New Jersey, you know. 
Didn't know that, did you? Didn't know that. We'll beehive trivia for you. I remember I tweeted, find somebody who loves you as hard as Beyonce's uh, key change in the song. Oof. Or her backup dancers, who are pretty yeah. stellar. Mm-hmm. And they have to lip sync to her because actual backup vocals on this song are all women and are all Beyonce. But go off with your <laughs> men in the back. <laughs> yeah, this was a beast. Welcome um, to the quiet story. Production? This is on the album four, I believe. Um, Scott Storch? No, I think he's done by then. I think it's going to be someone I didn't... Rich Harrison, maybe? Mm. <laughs> Why? Why are you laughing? Listen, let me tell you something, Shane. I grew up memorizing... Oh, you're not going to guess this. Wait, no. Neo. Nope. Mm. Is it a person who's also a performer? Yes. Pharrell? Well, there's technically two folks, but one of them is a performer. That I can't picture you guessing. Okay. The Dream. Okay. I said um, Neo, mm-hmm. but I wanted to say The Dream. I wanted sure. to say some type of R&B singer who also produces. <laughs> That's why I said, does he perform too? And Neo doesn't write. And Shay Taylor. Neo writes. I thought yeah. Neo writes. No, it's The Dream is the one who mm. does a lot of writing. Uh, and Shay Taylor, yeah, he's he's he, he's done a bunch of stuff. So you need to know this. When I was very little, I would memorize liner notes. I lived for liner notes. It's what I miss most from streaming, that we don't have liner notes. Um, and I also think that creativity, you know, if I can just ask people to get off my lawn briefly, um, the artwork, you don't have the same mm. room to do mm-hmm. An eight by ten piece of work like the Wiz. Do you remember the Wiz artwork? No. It was so frightening. Oh wait, they're coming down the road. No, it's just an abstract piece. When you look closely, it's a person, but it's just an abstract piece on a black background. I can't remember who it was that was um, reminiscing on the Outcast woman, the CDs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you kind of look forward to that too, along with the album. Of course. Um, So when I was little, I would read. I wanted to know who wrote the songs. I wanted to know who produced them. It would even tell you where they were produced. You know, it would tell you what studio in LA or New York or Detroit. And I liked envisioning Michael Jackson. You know, it would say this particular song was recorded in Gary, Indiana. And I'm like, ah, did he go visit some family members? He was back in his hometown. Like you could just paint this whole picture of your favorite artists pre-social media that was really um, actually frustrating at times. I remember being frustrated that I didn't know who Rod Temperton was. His name was on every single Michael Jackson song I loved, but there was nothing. I knew who Quincy Jones was, but I didn't know who Rod Temperton was, and he was everywhere on that album. So I always read lyrics more than, lyrics and, but, too. but I never paid attention to actual writers and producers, mm. and for a very long time I thought the artists were writing all these songs right um see I knew Rod Temperton yeah it's kind of like I think when that bubble burst it was kind of like realizing wrestling was fake yeah I always knew that sometimes they wrote their songs and sometimes they didn't I remember mom asking my mom to to 
sound something out for me. So I must have been really small. And she said, this is ad lib to fade. And I remember being like, what does that mean? Ad lib to fade. And she said, I'm not going to tell you. You have to figure it out. What does ad lib mean? And I was like, I have no idea. She was like, well, find out. And when you find out what ad lib means, you'll know. And remember where it appears. So ad lib to fade is after the lyrics. It would say ad lib to fade. Right. So I looked up ad lib and then I realized that that's what you do. You just boopity boop, boop, boopity boop, boop, boop. I always wonder how long they go. You mean in the studio? Yeah. I don't know. Stevie Wonder would go on for like. <laughs> It'd be a whole <laughs> new this, song. There's this infamous video of Stevie Wonder, which. When he shoots a free throw? No, not that one. Oh. When he catches a mic before it falls? It should convince everyone. Stevie Wonder is blind, Shane, so don't even go down that I know. Road, I, I know he is. <laughs> um, for some reason, you can't find it anymore. And people always talk about how the internet never forgets. There's some things you can just, you can scrub. You can scrub. Just like Kanye's porn tape. What was it? Uh, it's a video of him putting together that song we were just listening to. The Tori Kelly song. And then Theo He's walked doing in the and piano. Said, jamming on the one. He's doing the piano. He records the whole song on piano. Mm-hmm. He does 11 instruments. He does the song completely by himself, playing everything from the harpsichord to the guitar, to the bass guitar, to the piano, to the upright bass, all of it. It is mesmerizing to see. I don't know why. I've only seen it once, and I'm not sure why I was never able to see it again. But it is the most incredible musicianship you've ever seen in your life. And it's just gone. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe the rights to the song or something. I don't know. But Stevie Wonder is one of the few musicians who can truly make an album with none of y'all. Nookless. From Ad Lib to Fade, including write all the... He writes all his lyrics. And he plays all the instruments. <laughs> you know who else does that? Lizzo? No. The King of Cancellations. Mm. Yeah, he does that. Mm-hmm. Prince. It actually, I've written about this on Facebook, but it actually gives me chills. Oh, wait, the king of cancellations? The king of being canceled. Who? R. Kelly. Oh, you said Prince. Then you just switched to Prince. And then I switched to Prince. I was confused. Prince like, wait, when did Prince no. get, what? Mm-mm. It gives me chills when I read album covers that say, written, produced, and performed by. And that's all for the credits. You know, you look at certain albums and you'll have 70, 80 people. Right. R. Kelly, Prince, Stevie Wonder is one line for the entire credit sheet. Written, produced, and performed by eh. Get into it. It's it's a sign of genius. To me, it's pure genius. It's amazing. Hmm. Are you with me? I'm with you. Are you sure? I am. No, I was actually thinking about um, the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, Twisted Fantasy. What? There's a bunch of people? Like, every song 
Has a different producer. No, there's like 19 different people mm. on every song. I never thought in terms of writing, production, whatever you know? else. You always seem like such a insular person. Like Twisted Fantasy is, was such a massive group project. But it kind of showed genius on the other end of the spectrum of recording all these people for right. like, and they'll come in for a specific sound. I yeah. want you to just do this one bar, blah, blah, right. blah. But you did that for like that every song. Is that the album that has, ooh, whoa, ooh, whoa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you, 80% of all the people was on that song. Right. <laughs> so if you Which do- Which I never- If you like the liner notes for that album, it's like 19 pages thick. It's huge. That song I really enjoy that album. That's probably, that might be my favorite Kanye album. I know it's not yours, and that's okay. Do you know what my favorite Kanye album is? Uh, Late? Mm-mm. Which one was it? College Dropout. Oh, it was Dropout. I thought it was Late. College Dropout. It's not, it's a very unpopular opinion. I mean, it's a great album. I enjoy it's it. very unpopular We actually, we were talking about um the last track. Where he talks about uh, God, how he got are you kidding on. Kidding me? It's the best. Mm-hmm. I listen to it every couple of years, and I always just every time I'm like, "Wait, am I gonna get name checked in this?" <laughs> <laughs> just and I just never really noticed it. Like, cause he'll say, "Cause that girl, she knows who she is from the blah blah blah." I'm just waiting to realize that I'm actually name checked in that thing. I couldn't stop listening to it when the album dropped. It was such a. I mean, I know or have worked with a lot of people um in that song and we just never really got to hear the story we never know not just his story we don't hear those names Yo, like he mentions this dude named pecos no i'm gonna have to reach out to because i got a children's book that's pretty much named so, after him and we don't we don't know what inner workings part right. i didn't know he almost got signed by capital until I read this, I mean, you heard this. And it's rare to hear. Also, because, you know, of course, later he allowed me to go on tour with him. Mailman, mm-hmm. he shouts him out. Like, there's these little unsung heroes that helped make Kanye and Kanye. And time, right. That he, we always talk about him being so selfish. This is real Kanye, but he's also super grateful. It's rare for me. To listen to a musician, much less, unquote, much less a rapper, um, tell their story for like this track. You know what happened? It was some ARs that fuck with me though, but then like the heads, there'll be somebody at the company that I say now, like almost thirteen minutes. And half of it is just him. Jessica Rivera, man. Yeah. No, it's really just a literal. First person. I'm not gonna say it's, that it's more informative and fun than anything. Let's just say I ain't get my dick. Right. The nigga that was behind me. I and mean, I, I remember the points the where I would the, the go back and play this. Not for the song. I would skip ahead. Just to hear the story. Just to hear the story. Oh, that's right. That is the song. Sometimes I forget. Mm-hmm. That is part of a big mayonnaise colored bins that push miracle words. Which he ends up talking about in the song. He had the nerve. I'm the gap like banana Republican old lady. And come out sweeter than old Sadie. Nice as Bumby when I met him. We're not being able to afford it, but exactly. Um, wait, no, you get eight seconds. Yeah. I don't think he's done with Now everybody loves Kanye. I'm almost raining. He has the nerve to drop a line. Drop a couple bars and say, I might still use this. So don't copy this. I don't think he did, but. 
the fact that he could just come in and start rapping. Um, that dude is something else. He's a piece of work. I don't know where he is now. And I don't like diagnosing people. So I'm going to leave it at that. Mm. We watched um, the David Letterman interview. You know what? I don't think, I think it's okay for me to give my opinion. Um, I saw him recently. Uh, he and Kim did one of these million different little. That's the thing. Online. Nobody calls you, but you get texts text. out the wazoo. And also somehow this thing right here is going to keep mm-hmm. dinging until I yeah. touch it. You know so that's that annoying. I don't. It's Jermaine. It's always Jermaine. Jermaine Hall? Mm-hmm. Where's Jermaine Hall? Ouch. Actually, he wasn't. So there. Um, I saw him recently. I want to say Vogue Magazine did an interview with he and Kim video. And they gave them these. It was sort of like a... a um, Newlywed game thing where it's like, who's more likely to do out? I think I saw that. Vaguely. I might have seen it. I don't remember. It was really hard to watch because Kanye looked out of it. Mm. And he could be 100% fine. And that's great if he is. But I know that he did not seem aware Mm -hmm. of his surroundings. And he did not seem like he really understood the game. And he gave answers that were like, what it didn't make sense but she would just laugh them off it was very uncomfortable to watch there are moments and i had this at least briefly with kanye where you feel like you're watching an artist about to die right um i had that with amy where at one point i was asking like are we gonna get is amy gonna make it to another album Mm -hmm. she didn't Mm -hmm. um at the point i was asking um not so much Kurt, because I think Kurt got everybody, Cobain, surprised everybody. But there, there, there are artists out there, like, I guess Juice World would be, like, the most recent example, potentially, where you're like, are they going to make it to the next thing? We've been asking about Wayne forever. Wayne, I, is, Wayne is a rap, Keith Wayne Richards. Wayne is not going anywhere. Um, but, I don't yeah. know. But I had that with... Yay for a I little bit. I don't have that. I don't feel like I don't have it now, but there was it? there was a phase though where it was like where everybody was like getting either really mad about his political hot takes or all the other stuff. I I was just watching what in my mind was this really broken dude and knowing that the type of break that he was having would be moment to moment as to how he right. is. I actually think he's safe right now. I just mm-hmm. think he's not in a place where he should be doing these kind of interviews. I think he's right. sedated mm-hmm. and I think he's taking his meds and it seems to me like he's just kind of, you know, I was gonna, something's going on. And that's on. what I'm saying, like that David Letterman interview, there are sections of that that were interesting and there are sections that were just really hard to watch. Yeah. I didn't, I don't, I didn't think that that was really a good look. Mm. Um, but I don't think he's in danger necessarily. Not like I did with Amy, obviously, mm-hmm. um, or other artists. I think we, I, I don't know if we all expected Amy, but so did I tell you about what was happening with me when Amy? Mm-mm. So um, I relapsed alcohol in 2010, and a year later, 
after drinking for a year and falling in love with Amy's music during that time. If you're a heavy drinker, Amy's really nice to drink to. Like, um, she just hits the spot for better or for worse. Um, in 2011, summer of 2011, I decided I was done for reals again. And July 21st, I went to a meeting, an AA meeting. I saw my sponsor. I sobbed, I sobbed, I sobbed. I spoke, I shared. I'm back, y'all. I'm going to do this again. And I said, my name is Aaliyah, and I have one day. Yay! You know, they say the person with the least amount of time in the room is the most important person in the room. Mm -hmm. So I had one day of sobriety, and the next day, my sponsor called me, and she said, Amy Winehouse is dead. And I, like, fell out. Like, I just truly felt in that moment, my brain is still foggy at this point. I'm not even fully, fully, fully normal yet. And in my head, I felt like that was supposed to be me. I felt like she's supposed to be alive so she can be famous and be a singer and do all the things. And I'm supposed to be dead. I'm supposed to be some anonymous housewife, which is what I was, with a little baby at home drinking and dying. Mm. I just felt like it was unfair that I would be alive, that I would get it and say, I'm done with this shit. And she didn't. Why wouldn't she get it? Why would I get it and clean my shit up and not her? It doesn't matter. That's not how that works. Right. But in that moment, when it's 48 hours after you stop drinking and Amy Winehouse is dead. So here's the fucked up part about Amy Winehouse, which I may have told you. Amy Winehouse died of alcohol poisoning. That's it. Mm -hmm. She didn't aspirate. She didn't vomit. Right. She wasn't doing drugs. There was nothing in her system but alcohol. It's very difficult to die of alcohol poisoning. Extremely difficult. Because the average human will pass out before they can drink enough to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. So the idea, a lot of times when people say, hey, you alcoholics, you got to be careful. We're kind of like, yeah, that's not really how that works. We don't really kill ourselves with alcohol. We'll slam into a tree or throw up and vomit. But the actual alcohol itself, very few people can drink enough of it to die. And she did. So is, does that speak to, in your mind, intention? Or like, no. how, like, so how does that happen? It speaks to someone who was an expert drinker, mm. someone who drank a lot, someone who did not fuck around with other drugs, someone who truly, that's somebody who was in love with alcohol, right? not necessarily someone who had intentions to kill themselves. I don't believe she did. I believe she truly loved alcohol. She truly loved drinking. She truly loved how it made her feel. She truly loved how it helped her block out whatever she needed to block out. And she was just better at it. She was better at it than I was. I know the song Rehab always made me uncomfortable. It was, as it should. It was horrible. It's a horrible song. We see her breaking apart in front of us. And she says, I'm not going. And she didn't. Right. Although, I, I guess. And her dad said she was fine. And she wasn't. No, her, I, I thought her dad wanted If my to daddy go. thinks I'm fine. No, her dad said, you're fine. Get your ass in the studio. Mm. He did not tell her to go to rehab. And she says it on that song. And if my daddy thinks I'm fine, right, I'm right, not right. going to rehab. So hmm. that was a problematic song. For sure. 
Yeah, and I always felt like folks shot past what was happening in that song. No, they didn't. It was just theater. Mm. And we enjoyed it. It was theater. You can decide that you're just going to enjoy it for what it is in that moment. And be, and also because we didn't see her in our side of the pond and in our, you know, world, we didn't really know her that well. It's not like Beyonce came out with a song like Rehab. That would be different. She'd be in Rehab before the song could make it to the radio. Um, we didn't know Amy Winehouse. Her name had to be Amy Winehouse. Did we shoot past that too? Hmm. I feel like we did. Uh, it was her yeah. name. Um, I think uh, the song that can actually bring me to tears is an Amy Winehouse song. And it's a version where she's in the studio singing it live. Valerie? Mm-mm. I love Valerie, but that's a remake. And I actually knew the original song because I'm that annoying person. <laughs> um, no, I'm just trying to think what she did, like the studio. It just sort of live if you play it i'm leaving so i'm just telling you that right now um it is it is literally soul crushing this song um and at the very end oh love is a losing game oh Mm -hmm. i can listen to it on the album it's fine. I can listen to it streaming. But the one that she does on YouTube just breaks me in half. Every single time. It just breaks me in half. Um, she just vocally, she's at her height. But emotionally, you can see she's just a wreck. Just an absolute wreck. Um, it's really hard to watch. It's really, really hard to watch. For you, I was a flame. This is not the same version. Thank you. Love is a losing game. Um, but now I need to hear it. Five not story this. Sure? Yes. Why do you have it? I mean, I can get it. Sometimes I would purposely look for it if I felt like I needed to cry. Is that weird? No. Do you ever feel like you need to cry but you, but you can't? Um, You've met me. I'm, I'm, me yeah, and Waterworks pretty, don't with have a hard time. There was and a, it's there so was, important because you feel so much better after. There was a time where that was not a thing though. When did that become a thing? Is that me? Did no, I no, make no, that a no, thing? No, no, no. Um, as a teenager, young man. That's not happening. Nah. Even in the like biggest, most. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't in my DNA for whatever reason. So then what happened? Um, I don't know what the transition was. I think I just grew up, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think I ended up in a space where I was safer than I was before. Mm. Um, and those things were now options. Um, I think I've said this to you before. I grew up in a space where 
um, asking for help or there being weakness or whatever else um, right. was an opportunity mm-hmm. more than that being a thing. Like those things would get recalled back and kind of thrown at you. So I just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I can't end up in a space where that wasn't the case anymore. And I just kind of eased out of a lot of it. Um, Did you have like pent up cries that you had to? I had pent up rage, actually. Um, my mother likes to tell the story of me at, um, maybe 13 or 14. <clears throat> I'm outside playing and um, Tariq, who ended up being one of my good friends growing up, but we, the young, in our younger days, we were a lot of bumping heads for whatever reason. And we argued about something and he spat at me. I don't know if, I can't remember if he spat on me or at me or whatever it was. Same thing. But it was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I would get rages where I wouldn't remember the fight. Right. So all I know is I end up fighting him. And by the time I'm done, my knuckles are bleeding. <sighs> my mother tells me later that my Aunt Darlene, who's not really my aunt, but Aunt Darlene. All of our aunts were not really our aunts, are our aunts. <laughs> right. Please remember that. Fair, true. Um, she is a heavy woman. Um, if I have to, well, I'm not going to call it away, but very heavy woman. Um, she, my mother and her see me fighting from the window. They come down and Darlene tries to pull me off. First of all, the worst thing you can do in a fight is pull one no, person away. Because yeah, then the other person just gets getting right. Right. My mother, so I end up sitting her on, picking her up and sitting her on the hood of my father's car. I told her, don't move. And proceeded to finish up my fight. I have no recollection of this. That's who I was. Um, is Cole going to be picking me up and sitting me on the car when he's 14? No, no. Um, I'm kidding. I know that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. At least I, yeah, I, I worked that bit. Not have it be the case. So I don't know if this is the actual version. I might be on the wrong one. Nope. She's like, I can show it to you because she looks like this. And now I'm so mad at myself. Oh, she's in the studio singing it live? She's in the studio. Sup? You have a cool idea, but maybe you don't know what to do with it. Easy. First things first, you need a website. Putting your idea. There's a couple of them, but they're all the same. I just know this here. Yeah, on the back it says, um, I get paid to act like an ass. What's your excuse? Hmm. Do you act like an ass? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe so, you have a cool idea. We have your moments. Well, if it's only a moment, then I'm Sometimes doing Sometimes well. when we are having a disagreement, you know, we rev mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. Come down slow, but we rev up quickly. Actually, we come down quickly, too. Um, but... Depending on how intense it is, sometimes I 
see not rage but like intense frustration mm-hmm. um that looks like it could harken back to and i think the frustration is because you don't have those same options no matter what happens you ain't punching me in the face yeah i think that's a fair assessment actually um Like sometimes it'll be almost teary eyed at the at the mission of maintaining. So there were a lot of transitions for me. So it, there was the Hulk phase where it was just rage, smash, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. In my case, fight. Um. Then it transitioned to me breaking things. Mm. So I would have arguments with my ex-wife. And I remember breaking a fan, like an electric fan on the floor. I kicked through one of those once. The one that really ended it for me, though, um, I don't remember what we were arguing about. But we're living in Brooklyn in this um brownstone apartment nice place um in park slope and something in me just went and we had um this pane glass front door like these little panes of glass Mm -hmm. and i ended up punching through one of them Mm -hmm. and i still have the scar on my hand now Mm -hmm. and just blood everywhere and I should have got stitches, and that didn't happen either. And I remember her being like, this is embarrassing. I remember her saying that distinctly more than anything else. Like, now I have to come up with an excuse as to why this is broken. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't mm-hmm. bring it in to control yourself to not do something this foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hit me more than anything. Um, funny enough, um, Cole was having some fighting issues and some anger issues, uh, last year. And he just, he got in trouble for some fight. I can't remember if he bit or whatever it ended up being. And I sat on the floor and I looked at him and I had my ex-wife standing in the corner or staying not in the corner, but in the kitchen with me. And I was like, listen, you have to figure out how to manage your anger. Mm-hmm. Things are going to happen that are going to bother you and everything else. And I showed him a scar on my hand. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm telling you this because I was you. Daddy used to get angry a lot about things. And he would end up doing things that weren't productive, that weren't helpful. And I think you're not a similar where I can say productive to a four-year-old when they get it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so this scar happened because daddy was arguing with mommy and daddy hit the door because he was so angry. All it did was create more issues. It didn't solve anything. I was really embarrassed. And look, I have this cut on my hand to remind me of this thing Mm -hmm. that you don't want to be. And he looked at me and he was like, you get angry too, daddy? It's like, yeah, daddy gets angry. Mm. And daddy had to do a lot of work to figure out how to manage that because you can become known for your anger more than anything else that you are and you do. Yeah, And I think that 
and as much as it can sink in with a kid that small, it sunk in with him. And I think it's just because it's like, oh, this is a thing that happens to other people. Yeah. And there's something for me to think about and do with this, blah, blah, blah. And obviously, you know, kids are kids. They fight. They tell us and everything else. But since then, it's it was different with him. Um, I might have cried then, actually, as a matter of fact. Mm. Um, out of, I think, I, A, the memory, but also the fear of seeing that cycle repeat. Um, I, don't th- I think whatever your thing was, whether it's alcoholism, anger, whatever else, the biggest fear is it carrying over to your kid. Of course. Because it's almost like, then you wonder like, well, is this a genetic thing? Is this something that's just born into you? Because I'm clearly not, um, at least I feel like I'm clearly not, uh, leading you down this path. I'm not encouraging you to be angry or do the things or whatever it is. And then to see it manifest, it's almost like, fuck, I don't have the control as a parent that you think you have. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. You know how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm petrified. Um, I don't want either of my girls to have any of the things, but I have no control over that whatsoever. All I can do is hopefully, like you just did, um, work it out with them. I'm particularly concerned about the younger one because she's my twin. In every possible, yo, it, it hits sometimes. I'm like, wow, that's. <laughs> and you're looking like, I'm sorry. There's two of us. There's nothing I can do. There definitely are two of us. I know what I signed up for. Do you? I don't know. Nope. God damn it. It's literally just her. And it's really like super slow and. Mm, I think I got oh. it now. I mean, it just. Why didn't you just tell me to send it to Yes, nigga. And we're playing the whole thing. It's a losing game. Five story fire. Love is a losing game. One I wish I'd never played. Oh, what a mess we made. And now the final frame. Love is a losing game. So, this is about her ex husband. Played out by the band Love is a losing hand And it was more than I could stand Love is a losing hand Self-professed, profound Till the chips were down Though you're a gambling man Love is a losing hand Though I battle blind Love is 
Chances of failure is high. And the memories, they mar my mind. Love, the failure is high. Oh, 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 futile. And left there by the gods. Now the final Says, is that all right? She's crying. You can't really tell. You look closely, you can see, but she literally has tears coming down her face while she's saying, Is that all right? Like, you just gave us this, and you're asking, Is that all right? It's just, she has a line in that song at the end. The whole song is about how love is just ridiculous. Like, why do we even bother? And she said it's futile odds and we're laughed at by the gods. And I don't know why of all the shitty, sad lyrics in that song, it's futile odds and we're laughed at by the gods just pokes me in the kidney every time. So Well, it's very nihilist. It and, is, and it, but it's the whole yeah. song is. But it's, but it's, especially that line is nihilist towards a thing that you go into with immense hope right. and immense expectations, mm-hmm. and then in that moment, it's like, yeah, you probably never stood a chance in the first place. Right? None of us did. None of us do. It's all ridiculous. So the last time I listened to the song, I don't know why I never. As much as I love looking at credits and lyrics and all that i never looked at the lyrics because i knew them i felt like i knew them by heart after the first time i heard the song never wanted to see never checked to see who wrote it and for this album she worked a lot with salam remy who worked on the score of the fujis and lots mm-hmm. of great stuff so he wrote with her a lot and i just decided to look it up the credits and she wrote it by herself and that made me cry for some it- reason that she wrote it by herself. Like I, I wanted that. to think of her being in a studio session. Right. With because, a bunch of hey, other writers. I had, I had this feeling last night and there was this right. thing and then the doctor and they were on She said futile odds, mm-hmm. laughed at by the gods. Like that wasn't something that everybody came up with to make it rhyme. Like this right. is something that she felt. Right. About her husband. So chipper and cheerful. Mm. This show is. <laughs> You're done. I think so. You've been done. Yeah, I think I need to throw down some melatonin and get horizontal. <gasps> Shame on you. What? Do you know what time it is? We've been doing this for an hour and a half. I didn't even realize I sat down here as late as I did. <laughs> it's midnight. Mm. Wait. Good talk. Good talk.